0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. Layered with sweaters, hats, mitts, boots, and a coat, we come in from the brisk winter cold to our warm, heated homes and sit by the cozy fire. Or we sunbathe in the hot summer days only to seek the refreshing cool of our air-conditioned homes. Bear with me, I've got a point here. Over time, we as humans have developed a different attitude towards nature, and we've forgotten about our inner power. This is the ability of our body to adapt to extreme temperature and survive within our natural environment. Because we wear clothes and artificially control the temperatures at home and at work, we've greatly reduced the natural stimulation of our bodies, atrophying the age-old mechanisms related to our survival and our basic functions. Because these deeper physiological layers are no longer triggered, our bodies are no no longer in touch with its inner power. Hey, have you heard of the Iceman? And no, I'm not talking about the serial killer, the other Iceman, the one who got his nickname by breaking a number of records related to cold exposure. His feats include climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in shorts, running a half marathon above the Arctic Circle in his bare feet, and standing in a container while covered with ice cubes for more than 112 minutes. It's where I introduce you now to the Wim Hof Method. The method itself is based on three principles, cold therapy, breathing, and commitment, created by Wim Hof himself, otherwise known as the Iceman. Now those, and there are lots around the world, who share and teach this way of life, Johannes Egberts being one of them. Now, Johannes is an avid biohacker who grew up in the Netherlands, has been traveling the world teaching and inspiring others to live by the Wim Hof principles. He is quick to point out that he believes believes the Wim Hof method to be the most powerful and available tool to achieve health, happiness, and strength. I've seen him dancing. I've seen him drumming. I've seen him pretty much traveling all around the world. So I'm really excited to be able to talk to him today. He is joining us from Sydney, Australia. Johannes, great to have you here.
1: Thank you so much.
0: So I have uh, recently, I started following you. I started to see all of the different adventures and way of life. And I was really fascinated by it. Are most people kind of intrigued, and fascinated by the work that you do?
1: I, I believe so, yeah. It's always, that's a good conversation. That's that's for sure.
0: How do you answer the conversation when someone says, exactly what is it that you do?
1: Yeah, that's that's a great question. And it's, it's changed over time. But uh, at the moment, I just tell people, I, I teach people how to breathe. You know, I teach people how to breathe. I teach people how to get into their bodies and, and out of their heads.
0: Okay, so let's go through, if you don't mind, how you found your way to this, how you found your way into this type of, of a lifestyle of understanding the method itself and, and being so passionate about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was traveling at the time when I first heard about the Wim Hof method, and I'd already been intrigued into different principles of of breathing or, or protocols, I should I should really say. So I'd been into freediving, and I, I practiced yoga uh, quite on the regular, and I sort of was open to the power that the breath has in in store for us a a little bit but i did not know the extent of it or really what it would would start to mean to me after a while now i was going through a particularly uh rough time you could say so i was dealing with a particularly traumatic event and i think the biggest issue with it was that i was dealing with it on my own so i did not know how to share and, and open up and i just didn't have the yeah the emotional competence really to to process that and and to be with that and um it actually landed me uh, completely out of my body. You could say I actually got stuck and I just lost. Yeah. I lost the ability to, to, to function to a certain extent. And I ended up back in the Netherlands to sort of recuperate from, from this particular event. And, um, it was my brother who, who took me in at the time, and he was working for the first cryotherapy studio. Uh, this is in Amsterdam in the Netherlands. And these are these big cold chambers that you, you walk into, right? So they're, they're at minus 120, minus 130 degrees. And it's just a massive big freezer that you sort of walk in, and you're standing there for three minutes. And it has these really, really extensive health benefits. At the time, it was... Mostly, for this athletes that would go to the sports teams, and the Olympians would go after the training and, and they'd recover from it and, and An interesting thing happened to me as I walked in there, and I, I sort of knew it was going to be challenging, and I knew it was going to be good for me at some point, but um, I cried in there, so I not, not consciously, not, not so much well, I was not so much with it, but I remember just having tears freeze on my face in this exact moment, and it sort of cracked open some of the layering that had been so so stuck, if you will, so it started to just get me back into my body started to get me back to myself and then um yeah my brother was big into this guy called the Iceman or or Wim Hof who would swim in the local canals next door to where we were staying and there's all these stories going on about it you got to try this breathing thing man you got to you got to give this a go and I was like well why not what have I got to lose and um yeah I don't even know what happened that first time but I woke up from it and I again had, had tears on my face actually and I just felt I just felt again, and I felt good to a certain extent. And I, I, I'd actually been seeing lights. <laughs> I'd been seeing all these lights, but it sort of felt like I saw a light. It felt like I saw some hope, and it felt like I saw sort of a way to to really come back to myself is the best way I can describe it. And I've actually practiced it every day since then. So it's been about three, four years that I've been just consistently um, unpacking this, opening this up, and it's it's really opened an interesting journey um, towards healing, if you will, but also back towards me. Uh, I think I really forgot who, who I was along the way. Um, and it's been such a powerful vehicle to connect to myself, connect to other people, um, to connect to nature, and therefore just connect to the world at large.
0: You know, you said so many things in, in, in just the last couple of minutes. And so if you don't, know, I, want, I want to kind of take you back because I'm thinking so, so often when we're in trauma or when we're going through such a difficult process, I mean, for us, it's almost like we hold our breath. You know, you have Mm. this difficulty in breathing. You know, when you go through something, it's like everything stops and you can't catch your breath. So I find it fascinating that you can go from not even being able to kind of have that concept of breathing to stepping in. And when you step into the cold, you can't even breathe as it is, right? You almost inhale again to almost have like Mm. this double whammy of not being able to breathe. That was the biggest release for you and what was your Mm. big shift.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a really great point you bring on there. And, and you know, to some people who look at what we're talking about, whether it's the, the breathwork exercises or, or jumping into, you know, extreme conditions or extreme colds, it, it will it will trigger a stress response within your body, right? It is a stressful exercise. Now, mind you, we're talking about something called acute stress here. So it's sort of that instant kind of traditional form of stress that our systems are actually designed to to sort of go through these intermittent quick periods of stress and then sort of recover. And, and recuperate from that, um, and it does trigger some interesting physiological responses. And, and part of it really is that your breathing is affected, right? Your, your physicality is affected by these these traumatic instances or these these strong stressors, where you start to lock up your physical body and you start to restrict your breathing. Or the exact opposite can happen, where you start to almost almost hyperventilate to a certain extent, this panicked form of breathing. And what is interesting about this is that doing that in a safe, supportive environment, so doing that in a conscious manner, can actually take you back to some of these states where you originally created this pattern right so for me jumping into that extremely cold environment or like walking in slowly to this freezer um, if I go to recuperate myself it can actually trigger the same physiological symptoms right it's locked into my nervous system somewhere that have originally occurred some of that trauma but then being in being okay and being with it and hopefully also having other people around it to sort of process it, then I can actually sort of restore from it to a certain extent. Um, Does that make sense?
0: It does make sense. And because I've seen some of the videos, some of the work that you've been doing, I can see how it has transcended into other people and what people are seeking from it. So we'll go through kind of what it is that you're teaching. But let's go through the process that you went through in that, you know, your brother's like, hey, there's this ice man that's living next door, and he jumps into the into the freezing cold lake every day. Like, what was your introduction into it and in, in seeing that this was going to be a pattern, that it was going to be something, as you mentioned, from the first day you tried it, you've done it every day since. What was that meeting like?
1: Um, I think originally I... I was drawn to it because it seemed it, it really was packaged in a way that almost had this superhuman edge to it, right? Something like this this is really going to unlock um, a form of, of of new ability for you, if you will. And, and therefore, it's going to make, yeah, it's going to help you thrive and it's going to make life better and, and easier and more approachable. It's almost going to give you more. Of, of you right it's going to be another thing that you can put onto yourself it's going to be another layer that you can carry with you and it's going to help you be stronger and quicker and, and better and it, it looked amazing and and, and and you know i was sold and looking at some of these these videos about wim hof that are out there that are quite quite personal and, and quite intimate and he's, he's got a quite interesting story and and he talks very openly about it and i still think i started to realize that there's much more to it that there's there's a way there's a way, instead of adding on more to ourselves, right? Instead of creating new identities and new layers and always pushing and looking for more, there's actually some some truth or there's some some something here about taking away some stuff and that this 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 technique or this essentially what he's talking about is just connecting to nature in an interesting way. It can actually help you get back to you and help you get. Closer to yourself And therefore more in touch With what, what you truly feel and, and yeah What you truly need As well So something like Intuition perhaps And, and maybe that is The real superpower That that we're talking about here is not that you become some external superhero. And there's, there's a nice term that is like, we're not trying to get you to be superhuman. We're trying to get you to be super human. Okay. We're trying to get you back to that really human essence of you yourself. And I think this is a very powerful way into that. So I think I got that quite early on, but then starting to practice it myself, like I was, I was merely keeping my head above water at the time. I was really, dealing with a lot and so the breathing just gave me it gave me it allowed me to come up for some air it allowed me to take a couple breaths and then go back into the storm um and i think it almost turned into a bit of a meditation practice at the time because it's such a centering calming process like any form of of breath work if done right will have this effect of you that it calms your nervous system down right so it gets you into what is known as a parasympathetic state and Yeah, it gives you the ability to self-regulate, and I think that was really what was missing for me, not just at the time, but still today and throughout all my life. And self-regulation is sort of defined as one's ability to control and influence their energy levels, their emotions, um, and their attention, right? Their their levels of focus as well, and therefore just their own bodies and minds, really. And I think breathing introduced me to that concept in kind of a holistic way that hey by using these tools and by having these almost like installing these on and off buttons right by using the breath in a certain way you can actually have a little bit more control over the way you move through life rather than always being thrown around and always reacting to whatever is coming up right and all these events that just kind of consistently throw you off and it almost gave me the option to say okay i'm going to Do this right now. I'm going to feel this way right now. I'm going to to tune into this right here, and I think that's an incredible tool. It's an incredible skill. It's an incredible gift um, that I've received, and also to that I'm now able to give to other people this 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 ability to to step in, right? This ability to to take some control.
0: So okay, so let's talk about the breath and the breathing because you you've just mentioned it. So. How does it work? You you know, when you take, you're taking accountability for it and how you're doing it, but what exactly are you doing?
1: So, with the Wim Hof Method Breathing Protocol, it's actually quite interesting because I, I now teach many different forms of breath work. So I've, I've really looked around and really, really delved in over the last three, four years to see what's out there. And I think I've found everything. And if I haven't yet, then I'll, I'll continue to look for it and I'll continue to search. And what's so cool about it is that this technique almost combines a lot of the different principles of breath work into one protocol. Right, and so it, it takes you through this whole spectrum, this whole range of different breathing exercises, and it allows you to use your respiratory system in all these different in all these different ways, which is which is really fantastic because it's got a bunch of health benefits and it's got a bunch of uh, effects on your body and on your nervous system and, and also on your mind by taking you through this, this range of breath work. So you're, you're, it starts with you opening up and, and learning to take in more air than you usually do, right, and learning to use the, the respiratory system kind of to its, to its full extent, right, and opening up your lung capacity and, and taking these big deep breaths and stimulating all these muscles that are involved with that and all the organ attachments that they have. So you're kind of starting to almost move the, the upper body here in a way that it, it doesn't usually get moved. It doesn't usually get used. And and it's also got some interesting effects then physiologically, because as you do this, you are directly changing the chemistry of your body, of your blood, right? You're messing with something uh, very elemental, this oxygen and and carbon dioxide. And you're sort of hacking into these two basic principles of of homeostasis of of life. And as you start to tweak with those a little bit, it has this chain reaction of effects on your physiology. They can feel overwhelming, they can feel incredible, um, and they can feel very interesting. And it can show up just as little bits of tingling, just blood flowing in certain areas. But it it is really good for your body to be taken through these kind of the extent of your physiology in that way, right? So it it almost creates this alkaline state where you're getting rid of all the carbon dioxide by over-breathing, right? And by sort (sighs) of… You're bumping out all this carbon dioxide, and you're sort of oxygenating the body in in a way. Um, okay, this is really interesting.
0: Okay, so hold up a second. Okay, I I can't. I mean, I can swim, but like I can go underwater for maybe five seconds, and then I'm coming up to kind of take a big grasp of air. So some, you know, you ask yeah. a synchronized swimmer, or are you a freediver, and and you can hold your breath for a while, and then you kind of come up and do a big grasp. Everyone's got a yeah. different, I would think, ability to be able to bring air air in and breathe it out. So is it based on time? Is it based on expansion of, of the body? Like, is everyone going to be doing this differently at a different count? Does that make any sense? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It's going to look completely different for everyone. And that is one of the first things I, I tell people as well is just do and find what works for you. Now, your ability to hold your breath is actually not defined by your ability to take in air. It is more to do with your CO2 tolerance. So it's more to do with your ability to withstand the the, 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 the side effects of carbon dioxide Uh, In your system. So you'll notice that as you do hold your breath for a while. And you'll come up to gasp for air. What you do first actually is you. You purge air out. And then you. You. Take air back in, so your body actually wants to get rid of carbon dioxide. So those guys that are very good at this, the freedivers and the synchronized swimmers, and, and the people that are training this every day, they they've 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 trained this, so they've actually like adapted in a way to the the, the carbon dioxide levels in their system. They've become a little bit better at it. And we do a similar process with Wim Hof method, but, but not exactly. But yeah, absolutely. So it's going to look different for everyone. And and the cool thing is that most of us don't use our respiratory system to its full extent it's just a very overlooked thing in human health and even now that we've got you know thousands of podcasts and everybody's sort of interested in health and 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 with the internet and the spreading of information right now it's it's very available and everybody can look into health and you you can find anything there's still very little about breathing there's a couple of sort of influential figures that are picking together all these little pieces that have been around for a while and, and putting it into a new package and sort of pushing it out to the masses which is which is really cool um but most of us still overlook this very, this very vital uh, system, this, this respiratory system, right? The, the breathing, the taking in of oxygen and, and the oxygenating the body and the cells and the energy production and the metabolism that, that comes from it. So just by using Wim Hof method, who, who's made it very available, right? He's made it, he's made it very sexy almost, breath work. Um, yeah, we can open up some of these benefits for ourselves. And if, if it's overlooked, if it's something that you're not using at the moment, it, it can really make a big difference.
0: Okay, I'm not sure how sexy, as you mentioned, you know, Wim Hof has actually made it because it doesn't look really sexy when I've seen the videos of, you know, a whole bunch of people stuffed into a cabin all lying down. And, you know, you can tell that they're probably normal people would be freezing and yet, you know, everyone's in there. And I, I've seen it in, in tight quarters, people doing these these deep, the deep breathing or, or or the way the method would be going and you see them coming out almost like with an out-of-body experience like i don't know maybe it's because i'm fascinated i've been watching all of this but it seems like people are are coming out of it and and it's almost like they feel like they could have passed out or they were maybe out-of-body experience is kind of the best way that i can say what i've witnessed is that yeah am i totally off yeah.
1: No. And as with anything, there's extremes. So uh, you can take it to the extreme and you can take it to a range where it's, it doesn't go that far off. But yeah, what what you're describing there, it absolutely happens. And and, you know, it's it's sort of what I take people through, as well, from from time to time, we can tap into these altered states of consciousness through breathwork. And when we really uh, push it, and when we really get into the the depths Mm -hmm. of it, if you can have some pretty strong effects. Now, Mind you, the process itself might not be the uh, most appealing um, element from looking and observing it as an outsider, but it's really the results that we're that we're after here. And I think what Wim Hof has done so nicely, and the reason why there's so much interest, is, is, yeah, these people they feel more energized, they feel better, they feel more open, they feel connected. They have they do tap into their own bodies and their own potential, and 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 yeah, speak to anybody coming back from an experience like this, and they'll they'll tell you all about it. So I think it's it's the result um that we're really after here.
0: So how different is it, you know, some people might be associating this with like meditation or you know, a deep breath of of breathing in and then taking longer to breathe out and focusing on the breath. How does a focusing on the breath of a meditation differ from a focusing on the breath doing a Wim Hof?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um if we get down to, like, an elemental level, there's, it's sort of been decided a while back that there's two forms of breath work, okay? And breath work is, is anything where you're completely isolating the respiratory system as, as an exercise, as a form of conditioning almost. Um, and one form is conscious breathing, Right. And one form is breath awareness. Now, with breath awareness, number one, this is the, sort of the classical one. This is almost what, like, Buddhist meditation and forms of vipassana tap into. And, and we've, we've researched into this quite a bit. And there's, like, extensive documentation about the benefits of, of just bringing awareness to the breath, right? So these are practices where you're, you're sitting and you're observing the breath. And maybe you're, like, slowing it down a little bit, but you're not really doing much about it. Um, and it's really good for your brain it's really been shown to help depression it's, it's, it's really got a lot of benefits, it's very calming soothing and helps you focus better as well um, but what we're doing here is conscious breathing so it's a little bit different because we're taking, we're taking conscious control over our respiratory system so we're choosing to breathe in a certain way to obtain a certain result and this is where, where conscious breathing sort of steps in and we get into these different forms of breath work where I'm now going to choose a certain pattern and certain rhythm, or certain protocol of breathing to obtain a certain result. And the Wim Hof Method is, is very much an example of that. So rather than just watching my breath, observing my breath, and, and, and sort of being with my breath, I'm going to actually take over my breath completely, and I'm going to sort of alter it in a certain way. And it, 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 you know, it can be quite a disciplined approach as well, where you, you really do have to focus on it and, and, and be with it and, and push it in a way too.
0: So you would really have to have someone educated, trained to be... you this isn't something you can just like magically google and figure out how to do (laughs) breathe in the sense that you're you're so consciously doing it or no you're smiling right now but can you teach yourself to do this or to know how you know how quickly how much how much air how much you're holding like there's there's a lot to it i think
1: you can introduce yourself to it and i think that that, that's really what Wim has done very nicely and and inner fire the, the 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 company behind the wim hof method um is that they've opened it up to the masses. So you can actually go on YouTube and you can actually get Wim to talk you through sort of a basic form of, of this of this 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 particular exercise. And and you'll get it. You'll do it. You'll you'll do it. And you can't really do it wrong. Um If you come to see someone someone like me, we'll refine it quite a bit. So we'll really turn it into a practice and we'll really bring in a lot of different, yeah, a lot of different principles of breath work and really sort of get it set up in a way that it becomes a very, very functional pattern. And and you can use this every day and, and progress within it as well. But everybody can give it a try and i think also that's what's so great about it like give it a try because you know one of the quotes that um method is known for is feeling is understanding right and i can talk to you about this and we can we can think about it and we can try and analyze it and conceptualize it but r- really go through it once and, and we'll have a completely different conversation right so then that's that's really cool about this is it's such a visceral experience and it's by experiencing this that you learn and that you yeah, that you grow within it as well, and you sort of tap into your body a little bit more. And I think that's what's so cool about it is that a lot of modern practices, a lot of modern rituals, and and basically, you know, ninety percent of our modern life is lived within the the limits of our head. <laughs> this is the, the best way I can describe it. And this is really something that that doesn't really allow for that. So this really takes you into your body. It really takes you into the Experience.
0: Okay, I love that you say that. Ninety percent of what we're dealing with, ninety percent of what life is throwing at us, we're dealing with it in our head. Ninety percent of it. And so this almost gives you that ten percent to 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 bring it within something that you can control in the breath.
1: Yeah, if not more of our daily waking awareness. Like we wake up and we start to conceptualize our way about how we're going to move through the day and and what we're going to do and who we're gonna talk to and what shopping we're gonna buy and you know, we might get that one little moment where we're playing with a dog where we're just in it and we're just really there. Right. Or, yeah, maybe that just before you have an orgasm, you're actually finally out of your head into your body. But these moments are very fleeting. These moments really are very fleeting. And um,
0: So those are fleeting yeah, moments. But do you find when you come out of a practice of having gone through this that you, you can extend it, that you can feel it more or that you... um I guess not the awakening, but that you are more aware of the things that you are able to enjoy and be a part of. Yeah,
1: now we're talking. So you establish a baseline, right, by, by going there. So, for example, if I do my, my breathwork exercises or my ice bath, for that matter, which I do Oh, I'm going to get
0: to the cold therapy in a second. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, Well, same story. Like, try and think your way through that right try and try and analyze and 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 it doesn't work it's a body experience but if i touch on those experiences a few times throughout the day the the more often i do so the more i start to create a relationship with being in my body right with that place and then it it, it almost becomes accessible and it almost becomes a little bit closer and i can just at least i have a a resource of of what it feels like and what it looks like and, and how i can go there and yeah, I do think that if I look back at the last couple of years, and uh, I really do check in with my breathing quite a bit more throughout the day, I certainly spent most of my life in my head absolutely like everybody else. But um, there are moments, there are more moments now where I sort of just feel a little bit more and where I'm just a little bit more present within. And I definitely accredit a lot of that to, to learning how to breathe.
0: You can draw from it. In those moments, you can draw from the breath to change, mm. the, to change the outlook on things.
1: Yeah, perhaps, yeah.
0: Okay, so let's go from the breathing to the cold therapy, because that's one of, we've hit on one component, let's go to the second component of the method, is the cold therapy. Mm. I call it insanity, but you're going to let me know it's different than that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, cold therapy, also known as gradual exposure to the cold, Um, usually not very gradual
0: no Uh, i think jumping in an ice bath is really not that gradual
1: (laughs) really what we're talking about here is just like connecting back to nature connecting back to nature as it's designed right and as it as it's made for us to to inhabit as the world the world it is and if you look at if you look at the modern world and if you look at the constructs that we live in and some of the contraptions that that we use and that we're we're attached to, they, they sort of disconnect us from from nature, right? From from the natural world. And the idea here is that that does have consequences, short term and and long term, in 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 the way we feel, in the way we look, in the way we, yeah, in the way in our health, right? And all these different motions and levels and so really getting cold right whether it's taking a cold shower or whether it's jumping in an an ice bath or a cryotherapy studio or going for a walk in the snow and just being in it connects us back it connects us back to to the natural world and our bodies seem to really really like it it really seems to have a cascade these myriad effects on on all levels of our bodies that are just overwhelmingly positive it's undeniably good for you okay yeah and you've lived
0: i'm gonna hold you there for a second why can't i just go barefoot and walk on the grass and you know be in tune with nature or walk barefoot in the sand with the ocean and i mean that's pretty much that i'm connecting with nature and and Uh, why can't i go sit in a hot tub rather than a cold tub like what what is the difference why is the cold so integral to this process
1: Mm, I would agree with what you're saying. Right? <laughs> go, go, go oh, for I'll find
0: basketball. you on the beach or in the hot tub.
1: Oh, yeah. Make sure you watch the sunset and the sunrise whilst you're at it and make sure you get some sunlight on your skin mm-hmm. and make sure you think deep breaths, and you, yeah, absolutely. The whole thing, swim in the ocean. But then, what happens when winter comes? Are you going to just completely disconnect from that entire process? Are you going to just shut down? And you're going to just sit inside with a radiator on? And and you, you know what I mean? Like this is a year round process, and the world is designed like that for a reason. The world has a lot of rhythms, whether that's celestial rhythms or seasonal rhythms or um yeah day-to-day rhythms right and, and it's very good for us to connect with them and and you're doing that by going for a Bedford walk and you're doing that by being out right just being outdoors and and and, and really just expanding in that way um, but you can also do that in winter right and your feet <laughs> interesting that you mention it your feet actually have a really really cool network of veins and muscles and uh, yeah, all these little capillaries that are within there and you can, you can train them, you can condition them and it makes you a lot more aware of your feet the way they are. So a whole process for me has been to walk around barefoot like, like you do, but in the cold, right? So in the snow or, or it, even when it's cold outside and going for like a long walk on the beach in the morning and oh, it hurts a little bit, it stinks, but you get to know your feet so well and you get to know your body so well in that way and it it really does respond to it in a great way and yeah and as you do this you notice that you start to adapt so you notice that you know your feet actually start to become a lot more resistant to it the network of veins capillaries and arteries within there starts to actually develop and expand and strengthen and that's just for me one form of proof, one one resource that I, I I feel and I see that shows me that this is a good thing, right? And the whole body is designed in this way. That when we do start to expose ourselves to the cold, it adapts. Right? It's such a brilliant mechanism. It's a brilliant machinery. This this human body that, that we're in and it, it it really knows how to deal with all these different yeah all these different conditions and all these different situations and it changes. It changes over time by exposing right. yourself.
0: Over time So you have to train yourself I mean you can't just tell someone Go outside barefoot You know I gotta make sure my kids Have like snow pants And everything on When they're going outside You know How do you go from Being all bundled up To being able to walk barefoot In snow or, And actually enjoy it So It takes Does this take time You know Or is it You know You throw um, yourself in how, how How does one go about it yeah. If they're not going to travel to see you or, or Wim Hof and, and do the experience and, you know, let's go to Poland You're for a little while. Yeah.
1: You're certainly going to have to throw yourself in at some point and, and be open to the experience. But really, like if we take it back a certain level, it's interesting that you mentioned kids because I think a lot of it comes down to conditioning. and A lot of it comes down to the way we we view the natural world that we're talking about and we're afraid of it and we feel disconnected from it. And Again, this is all a very heady experience, right? Um, you kind of have to step out of your head if you're going to approach things like this, because the head can actually work against you. And with some of the research that we've seen on, on Wim Hof as well, where they put him in, they put him in a CAT scan, right? Which is the the machine that can check your brain, mm-hmm. right? And it scans scans the different centers of your brain and it shows you where different awareness is and it shows you where different yeah, different functions that are being used when he's in the cold so they had him in this cold suit where they actually put him they could drop his body temperature at will and really what they wanted to find out is they wanted to continue some studies and was like how is this guy doing this right and, and I mean, what is going on you know, what, what can we learn from this and actually what they found like long story short is that His neocortex, which is the the human most modern, most developed part of the brain, right, where you have the left and right hemisphere, and it is where you have, like, fantasy and thinking and planning and maths. And, you know, this is the the 90% part of the brain, right? Um, It was not active at all. He wasn't using that at all whilst he was like using his techniques and whilst he was like, you know, warming himself up and he was within his his cold exposure. He was actually much more like when he was actually exposed to the cold. So when he was actually going through these cooling periods, he was actually in the deepest down, the the brain stem, this little walnut that sits along everything, the reptilian part of the brain. And this is where you have some of these really interesting control centers that they have some really cool effects on us and one is known as the PAG which is actually where they found a lot of the activity and the PAG is actually what's associated with pain regulation. So the PAG is what's associated with being able to deal with pain and, and the natural numbing systems of the body. But it's also, it's also this superhuman part of the brain in a way because the PAG has been shown to be activated in people in war situations, right? Or the classical story of the mother that will lift a, a car off her toddler in a moment of extreme duress. And this is, this is the activity happens right down in the, into the brainstem, into the PAG right there. So long story short, the point I'm trying to get at is he, he's not thinking his way through this at all. In these moments when he's exposing himself, he is completely in this more primal, more reptilian part of his brain. And, and this is kind of where it happens. So we do have to step out of the puny human brain to a certain extent to, to tap into some of this this power, this potential. And I think it is some of the magic that it does this for us. It connects us back into our bodies.
0: I have watched a, a number of videos and a number of almost like retreats or you know, sessions sessions that have been on the internet have have been the work that you've done. And it's almost like they've created these kind of balloon like ice baths. Like I've seen like 20, 30 of them in a group, right? Where you have all of your, all of your participants kind of stepping into them. It's almost like it's made like a little cocoon of ice that you put these participants in. What is the typical first reaction? So they need to be, they need to be focused on their breath as they're getting in. Can you, can you, okay, can you walk me through what what a session would be like of of going through the breath of almost like warming up the body to be able to be in this situation and and maneuver through it because eventually they're smiling in these ice baths and sometimes i think they're getting paid to do that but i actually think they really are smiling
1: (laughs) oh absolutely we'll we'll get him smiling um yeah it's changed quite a bit over time for for myself and by now you know, with I've run over about I think I've run over sixty-five workshops by now and there's been um there's been really big events where we work with Wim and just recently we had one where there's like thirteen hundred people that we all took through ice, right? So I've actually seen thousands and thousands of people um, go through this process by now and, and if anything it's 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 reassured me of just the ultimate potential that we have as humans and also just really the trust in the body. I think that's almost turning out to be the, um, the topic of this conversation is that the body knows what to do. And so people do want to come up to me and ask me like, what is my process and what is my 10-step formula and, and what do I focus on? And there's all these people that come up with these really elaborate techniques and, and this whole five-minute you know meditation of like envisioning a blue color and then we're going into this part of the body. And I'm just like, just do it. Just do it, just jump in and just trust it. And if anything, try and get out of your head. So, try and get out of trying to analyze and, and think your way through this experience. It's a two minute, or three minute, or five minute ice bath, whatever it is. Your body knows exactly what to do. It is brilliant, it is more than able to deal with this. You just get in the way. And I'm, my whole process is to get you out of the way these days. So, I, I do go through. Um, a whole day with people before we actually do this, right? So there's like a three, four hour workshop where I get really in depth into the science and techniques and I sort of train people on their mindset. And yeah, you sneak in a little bit of techniques like some NLP stuff and some some different different processes about reinstalling somebody's confidence and, and actually trying to get them, again, out of their head and then, you know, letting them know that it's actually extremely safe and, and nothing can go wrong. So that's a good point, thing to point out is that there are pretty much no incidents with, with ice spots. It's, it's, it's very safe if done in a responsible manner. Right. So done in these, these, um, these workshops, the way that, that we do them. Um, and then another few things I found is that some interesting ways to to tap into this is by actually getting into more primal ways of being. So I really love to, during my workshops or during processes or retreats with people, I get back into tribal settings. I, I really do. And I really create a tribe around it. and I really create this this strong bond, this strong form of trust where we go through these experiences together. And it really helps people tap back into some of their inner power and, and, and just be. And even if they don't find it, they can then rely on the group, right, on the entire structure that we are together um to hold each other up so the weakest link almost becomes the strongest link in those settings and then i bring out you know a bunch of drummers and 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 just a really good high energy and a really sort of almost like a trance like process where you're 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 what you're doing is you you start with you start with the head and slowly by moving and drumming and being and humming and, and 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 having this sort of really conscious process you start to actually drop into the body and i think as soon as you touch there it becomes easy. It really does. So the, the, the few cues that I do give when you get in there is don't work against yourself, right? So what, what we do see, and this is something you can take away into daily life as well, is that you know your physical body represents your psychology. And this has been proven many times over that if you smile, so if you actually raise those corners of your cheeks, like the corners of your lips, the ones that you have up to your eyes, that process, um, It releases happy hormones in your brain, it calms you down, it activates all the centers that go, oh, we're good, we're we're, we're at peace here, right? so actually showing a little bit of a smile will really help. And the opposite of that obviously would be crunching up your face and making all these like horrible, you know, notions and grums, And like, ah, that would actually just tell your body like, OK, so we're freaking out. Cool. That that's what we're going to do. And it's the same with the way you hold yourself. So if you squeeze your shoulders and you really get into this kind of like almost, you know, back to the beginning of the conversation, almost this like as if you're being like through some traumatic event where you're just crunched up and you're and you're completely locking everything in it's also going to reflect and it might even like again open up some of these places where you're you, it's just a horrible experience so i tell people smile sit there try and find your breath it will take your breath away right especially in the beginning but you'll find it back right your whole job is to catch it back and then find a slow rhythm of breathing and actually get nice and comfy in there and This is where you can use some processes like you can sort of imagine or visualize that you're actually in a very comfy, warm water bed and it's all floating around you. (laughs) It works to a certain extent. It doesn't completely, completely work. Right. um and that's kind of right. that's kind of how we how we get people um through this and look i've actually done that amount of workshops i have only had two people out of the thousand in my personal programs uh, not complete a two or three minute ice bath and they've they had reasons why they they didn't do it so we everybody can do this and there's actually no exceptions right I have people of all ages all interests all walks of life mm-hmm. um we can do it. We can do more than we give ourselves credit to. We just need to get out of the way.
0: So you mentioned that. Okay. So let's take so you you've had thousands go through this. Every and and I've and I've watched and and I've been researching every body type that you can think of, you know, trying to be able to do something like this. What what are people coming for, you know? Is there on the science, on the medical side that they feel like it's going to heal or you know, there's disease and, and, you know, everyone's got their reason for coming in while some people would just like to kind of just be a lot of the times people are seeking answers for other things. And so what have you seen or what have people been looking for on the medical side of hoping that this will help the body recover or heal from something?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I, I I I sometimes tell the people that come like you guys are the people that I want to be around. You guys are. The people that I want in my life and I'm so grateful for being in this position where you're attracted to this because if you show up to an experience like that and, and you really are the 5% of people that is willing to invest into bettering themselves, okay? That is a very small amount of people in the world, unfortunately, that is actually willing to invest their resources, their money into self-improvement, okay? And most people would rather just spend it on some kind of materialistic gain or they get all crunched up when you start mentioning money and it's this whole thing about like, look these people are try- are actually going out there, they're putting their routes, they're proactively um, working on self-improvement, which is incredible, right? And it, yeah, it goes across all, all ranges and conditions. I think a lot of people actually, a lot of people come back, like, they'll come again for the setting. So for the environment, right? Like how often do you get to really feel like you're part of a community and you're in this very positive, very high energy place where everyone's laughing, smiling. And it's just, that it brings out the best of people and the best in people as well. Um, but also, immune conditions are something that I lecture about in in detail uh, as well at the moment, and they are they are very interesting. Now, when we really start getting into some of the nitty gritty here with with the science and and some of the benefits that the Wim Hof method has shown, like the, there is the, there isn't that much science. We definitely need way more, especially for sort of looking at certain conditions and certain um, yeah specific uh, almost almost. Um, inclinations towards whether Wim Hof Method might actually help work or heal. We don't really have any of that for the moment. We've just got a lot of hypotheses and a lot of anecdotal evidence. So lots of stories about people having incredible results and really, really, really potent um, effects. But these, these autoimmune conditions are particularly interesting because th- these are just a direct reflection of inflammation in the body, essentially, right? So inflammation as uh, a healthy natural response that we we absolutely need. But it, it tends to go chronic, especially uh, in today's day and age and in, in the way of life in Western society. Um, and when it goes chronic, it, it can turn into – it takes different pathways and different people towards different illnesses, right? So it depends on sort of your personal genome type and your history and your lifestyle. But it, it really can develop into some pretty nasty shit pretty quickly. And and for some people, they they, they sort of develop these autoimmune conditions which don't really have a direct – um, we actually can't pinpoint where they come from, so we actually don't know the source of an autoimmune condition. Well, it, it's everything. It's not one thing, um, and these people often, it's 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 just it's an absolute struggle. I, I respect and I look up a lot to these people that are that are sort of taking this on. Um, because it's it's tough, it's it's very challenging, and there isn't really there isn't really much out there in modern science and in the world. You can sort of get a shot up your bum once a week, and get a couple of pills that will have a lot of side effects and not really really aid the situation. And it's this this negative sort of cascade downwards, like long journey into degeneration, is essentially what the doctor will tell you when you show up with things like this. And so I think now with the spread of information, there's a lot of people that are taking this into their own hands. There's a lot of people that are going, I'm I'm going to find, I'm going to work with a naturopath I'm going to really take control of myself I'm not going to just listen to my GP I'm going to actually like get to the bottom of this and and at some point they might then end up um, finding and learning and listening and hearing something about Wim Hof and and you know, just the potential that this might have. And this is a really cool point, because if you're then stepping in and if you're then saying, cool, well, I'm, I'm open to learn and I'm open to try it and I'm investing in, in growing this, then you're in a very good place to get some positive result. Right. And it's not going to heal you. It's not going to fix anything, but it's it's then you're then open to some benefits that it may have.
0: Right, and if I'm looking at um, some of the articles, some of the information that's out there, so you just mentioned you had rheumatoid arthritis, you had inflammation, uh, those that are dealing with chronic inf- uh, inflammation, but a lot of the, what people report is seeing a massive increase of energy, improved sleep, we haven't even talked about the improved sleep part, uh, reduced stress and anxiety, a heightened focus, accelerated recovery, so I think for athletes, you know, oftentimes you hear about them, you know, jumping into a nice bath, but... The recovery for athletes is great and and the general improvement of the quality of life. So with that, let's go to the sleep aspect, because I think with my listeners, you know, I'm because I'm so health and wellness focused, you know, I'm such an advocate for it. I'm looking, I'm researching, I'm finding subjects like this to be able to share with them. What would, you know, a listener who's just kind of not the average Joe, but hey, they're listening to this podcast. So I give them full credit on that. They know what they're getting into. But what areas do you think that they would just see in terms of improvement or if they are having issues with sleep and and certain things that this will come full circle back into seeing some improvements of quality of life?
1: Absolutely. The cool thing about this is that it's instant. Okay. This is one of the, one of the very few things that will instantly shift something within you. It will instantly work on your nervous system and therefore your direct experience of the world. Now, when we're talking about energy levels and sleep, uh, they're oftentimes the same thing, what we're really talking about. What we're talking about is the circadian rhythm and the endocrine system, right? So the hormones within the body. Now, the circadian rhythm is in touch with the circadian rhythm of the world, and you have different circadian rhythms within your body as well. And uh, it's a complicated word, but you have one in your microbiome, you have one in your brain and in and, and your body. This is how your body moves through the day. And Again, this is something that we've developed back in the old days when our human body was created for the outside world. So it was developed very much in touch with the rhythm of the sun and the moon, right? So the sun rises in the morning is kind of when we are supposed to rise. And this is when our endocrine system activates and the nervous system wakes up and you start to release a bit of cortisol and some energy and, you know, you get these natural flushes of energy and then, and then come evening time, these are hopefully subsiding a bit and then you get its its counterpart which is melatonin and it starts to sort of slow you down and it helps you sleep and it helps you go through life in this way right and and when this is in balance is also what we should point out all the other rhythms actually find balance as well so then also you get more natural cravings and you're more in touch with what you actually feel like and what you actually look for and, and your energy levels will really really reflect this and again how you fall asleep in the evening so The point here is that connection to the natural world is connection to your circadian rhythm, right? And the opposite of that would look very much like... Being inside all day long by right? blasting electronics into your face and into your absolute being and all these disruptive sort of things that, that that help that are detrimental to the natural rhythms of things. And so what we spoke about earlier, the point we started to touch on is like, yeah, going for a walk barefoot in the morning, right? Waking up and being out in the light, especially wintertime for you guys. This is a very, very potent time to to be very diligent about this, to make sure that you are getting some form of light exposure, Right. Now, this works with light, this works with the sun, this works with the cycles, but this also works with temperature, right? The more you connect to the natural world, the better, right? So eating what's in season is also an excellent way to stay in touch with this. But guess what? giving and washing and being exposed to whatever the world has on offer in terms of water and temperature is also very very potent so when winter hits the natural temperatures of the world go down a little bit and we are supposed to go down with them right so having that cold shower might just be your touch point to a connection to nature right it might just be that you sort of check in and I mean, it's instant. You will instantly feel a rush of energy. Your endocrine system will get a little bit of a reset, if you will, and it will just start to balance itself nicer. And this has these effects on your mood. This has these effects on your sleep. This has these effects on, yeah, just how you move through the day.
0: I love that. It's it's. It's, it makes so much sense, you know, and sometimes you just need to hear it from outside sources <laughs> and to put it back into perspective what it is that we're doing to ourselves. We've gone through cold breathing, uh, sorry, cold therapy. We've gone through the breathing. The third aspect of, of the method is commitment. Mm. What is meant by that?
1: Um, mindset, really mindset practices and and this is i mean this is really what weaves the two together and what makes it into a practice because without commitments and without applying a strong mindset there is no practice right the one thing that we do see with all the anecdotal evidence if you will all the stories and all the very potent results and all the people that are just applying this and having incredible benefits is that they are doing this every day they are doing this. This is a, this is something that's built into their lives, and they're diligent about it. They're disciplined. They're committed to it. Doesn't mean it has to be some kind of a strong, like, really um, applied, like, ah, uh, draining thing. No, like, it can actually be just really fun and really lighthearted. But self-efficacy is very important here no one is going to come and push you into this unfortunately okay even if you come to see me i'll get you to do it i'm certainly not going to do it for you or hold your hand in this process and even if we do then you got to go home and still apply this so yeah there is that that level of commitment to what you're doing and then there's focus as well like you actually have to learn to build quite a strong focus if anything that's the motto and the language behind a lot of this method is like hey be very focused on what you're doing so be very present with the exercises and, and with the lifestyle that surrounds that. Um, and you know this might all sound very, uh, this might all sound very natural. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. But if you compare it to a lot of other things out there and a lot of the way that we, we approach, um, yeah. Practices of holistic wellness is maybe what we're talking about here. Um, it's often a very lazy approach. You know, I think it's something crazy. Like seventy-five percent of people that goes and see a physiotherapist don't do the exercises that he recommends them. They actually just they don't do it and then they go back next week and then he's like, Can you just massage me again? And can you just do it for me? Right? Can you do it for me? Or like whenever you've got the first little issue come up, you immediately go and see a pharmacist and can you just give me two pills and I just want to be rid of it, I don't want to deal with it, I don't want to think about it, oh I'm having trouble sleeping, give me the pill. Oh, I'm having an issue with this, fix it, fix it, fix it constantly. And you know, if, if it brings you to this practice, that's amazing because that's already a very proactive attitude. But then y- you do also have to do it. Uh, no one's going to do it for you. Wim Hoff is certainly not going to do it for you. Um, neither am I. And yeah, it, so that's kind of, I think, where this comes in in a beautiful way. And, you know, when you do apply focus and when you do apply commitment and almost a bit of discipline into your life, I think it makes us, it makes us feel very good. I think it touches into the best parts of ourselves and, yeah, it has a positive effect.
0: Okay, so we've got a couple of minutes left. And so I want to be able to have people who are, who are listening and, and aren't going to have, I mean, hopefully they have access to YouTube and can watch some of these videos. But what would you say would be the first way to start implementing Wim Hof into your life?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, beautiful time of year for you guys out there. Uh, amazing, potent, very jealous. But start with a cold shower. Uh, this is not dangerous. This is not, you know, you don't need to. Ask for guidance or supervision about this. This is a very natural response. All you're doing is like not inhibiting the flow of water over your body. Okay. Ask yourself the questions. How long, how long do you think humans have had unlimited access to hot water on demand? Yeah. Not very long. Maybe the second world war for most of us. But if anything, like maybe a hundred years or something that we've actually been able to say, okay, I'm now going to have a 40 degree shower every single day, every single time. So... To think that you cannot have a cold shower is ludicrous, okay? You have 200,000 years of evolution telling you the exact opposite, like you can very well do this. But, again, you do need to commit and you do need to apply a bit of focus to it. So, if you feel a cold, I would urge you to try and at least end your shower cold to start with, okay? You're going to step into that warm shower, you're going to do your thing, whatever it is that you do in there, Um, end it cold, finish with 15 seconds of cold water maybe build up to 30 maybe build up to a minute maybe after a while you try a 2 minute just cold shower and you breathe into it and the benefits will speak for themselves you will feel well Okay uh, lock this
0: Okay I can do this I I'm going to do this I'm going I'm going to start with the the shower I'll, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you I'm going to do the shower and then go for the 15 seconds at the end and then hopefully try to to increase that time That's a good way that's the really good beginner entrance into this right? That's right. Okay. So I've got the cold aspect done. So let's go into the breathing. What could I be doing to be more in tune with my conscious breath?
1: Well, maybe whilst you're having that shower, okay. right? maybe whilst you go through that process, like you described in the beginning of this chat, don't let it lock up your breathing. Don't let it be this. <sighs> and it will potentially do that, especially when the cold water hits you the back of your lungs, and you sort of go through this and, and let it take your breath away, but try and catch it back. Try and catch your breath in that process. So try not to leave the shower until you find a calm, cool rhythm of breathing. And remember, your physicality represents your psychology. If you're crunched up and breathing, you know, in a very excited, aroused way and you're squinching your face, that's very much what it's going to feel like as well. So try and... Stay in that moment for a bit. Find your breath. And that will already really help because it's going to reflect other stressful situations in life. It's going to build into other moments when your breath is taken away and when you're going through an intense situation. And you're going to have this really strong resource, this sense of control, like, hey, I got this. I can breathe through this. I can stay in my center. I can stand in my power. Um, so work with that. Then perhaps give the breathing exercise a go. Yeah, perhaps try the Wim Hof method breathing exercise. It's an excellent gateway drug into all things breathing. Okay, it's an excellent, it's an excellent starting point into learning some something more about your respiratory system, which is a beautiful, deep rabbit hole. But give it a try. Go on YouTube, watch the little video about how to do this. The introduction, it's it's awesome. It's fun. It's powerful. Um, You can't really do it wrong. You can refine it to a Large extent, obviously, but you can't really do it wrong at first. Give it a try, and maybe it just means to you watching your breath a couple times throughout the day. So just watching when your breath gets excited, and just watching when you're breathing shallow, right, or fast, and just seeing if you can come down into slow, deep, calm, gentle breathing, and that will already start to shift quite a few things.
0: And remember to smile. I'm gonna think of that one. Yeah, right. If you're if the corners of your mouth are going up, then sending a different signal you are smiling in every video that i have seen of you uh wearing nothing but i pretty much i think underwear i think maybe you're in your boxer shorts uh you know in the middle of a snow-covered mountain for you that's your happy place it is isn't it
1: i think it's when i'm out of my head especially when i'm connected to other people when i really feel when i really feel part of something bigger um I don't even notice it, whether I'm smiling or not. I don't, I don't I don't. think about what I'm doing. I don't think about where I am. I, I just am. And um, that's a very, very important place for me to be. That's what my life's all about these days, is recreating those moments, not just for myself, but also for other people.
0: How grateful are you for that moment of walking into that cold and having the tears come, str- <laughs> the frozen tears, as you mentioned, come come strolling down the face? Like, how important was that in the shift of what your life has now the potential of being to the place that you were a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for every moment. I'm grateful for all the hardships and all the stories and all the, yeah, all the challenging times and and all the, and they still occur all the fucking time. But I'm grateful for all of them when I try and sit with them, when I try and remember that life is a roller coaster and, and the ride's going to go up and maybe the lower I go, the higher it'll get up I'll be back up.
0: For someone who could be in a, in a pretty dark place right now and feeling like they can't catch that breath and the darkness is all around them, what would you say to them? I mean, I don't think we, I was thinking that as I head into kind of a Wim Hof Method discussion, but it seems like that's where it could come back to and that people are able to experience, I think maybe at one point, an out of body experience to be able to realize their life can find a different path.
1: Yeah, you can see a light. There's there's hope. There's hope. But what I would say is that, and and for me, like it, my life only started to get better when I started to include other people in it. When I started to get back to some of these, yeah, some of these natural states that are available when we live in connection. And, and ultimately, human connection is the largest driver of health. Uh, if you live in a very beautiful connected way, you don't even need to talk about breathwork and cold exposure all these things. These are all byproducts. Um, So remembering that you can't do it alone. You really can't do it alone. You can't pull yourself out of a hole as hard as you try. I definitely haven't pulled myself out of a hole ever. It has always been through guidance and sharing and empathetic witnesses is what we most need when we are uh, going through hard times. And I think, yeah, the the modern way, sorry to keep hammering this in, but yeah, isolation is… Isolation is a dominant pattern in the way we do things and this notion that we can do it ourselves and that we can do it our way and that we can Yeah, that that there's a solution to be found by sort of knuckling our way through it um, It's nonsense. It's been proven over and over again that human beings don't process experiences by themselves We need other people to grow. We need other people to change to shift things. So reach out There are people out there. Absolutely.
0: I think I've loved everything that you've said today. If people are looking to reach out, uh, where can they find you? Where are you next? I think, I think I saw you were going to Japan. Is Japan the next yeah. stop? I, I mean, you're everywhere. I, I, it's fascinating to me. Like, people around the world are grasping. They want more of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm um, opening up a new part of my uh, yeah, my offerings within like high-performance trainings for executives and corporates and businesses, and it's, um, it's really, really exciting. So going into extreme nature to find your center um, that's what it's about. So Japan is where we next. And... Um, I'm in Sydney, Australia, and I I run workshops every weekend. I run them all the time, all these different offerings and programs. uh, But what I'm really excited about are the retreats that I'm planning for this year. So I'll be in Japan, New Zealand, Australia, uh, potentially in Europe as well, in Greece. So, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. It's just my name uh, and on on Facebook and those kind of places as well.
0: I'll definitely put uh, the information in the show notes so people can uh, go and explore. Why would you not come to Canada? I mean, we have like your Uh, ultimate playground here. Seriously. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I was due to come and do it so last year, but it just didn't didn't really happen. I'm actually trying not to travel too much, which is kind of this like curse I keep putting on myself because I travel so much, but I'm trying to stay around. It, it's um it's a it's a real challenge.
0: I'll get I'll get the when petition I, going come, as I'm bringing you here. We'll go. Sounds good. Uh, I really appreciate uh, so much of the information and the sharing that you have and I really hope it resonated with the, with a the number of people I think they might have been heading into this podcast going where is she going with this uh, and definitely walking away with some information that I think can be uh, life altering and changing for so many people uh, Johannes thank you so much for joining us really appreciate it and for those that uh, are listening and uh, we'll have everything all the information for you uh, including some of the um, the YouTube videos which I, I found the documentary on the Iceman himself was just fascinating and so many other videos That'll, that'll give you the information that you need. So thanks again to everyone who's listening. Thanks for subscribing and sharing and letting people know that the podcast is out there. It always helps to see uh, so much uh, of this kind of circulating, of people catching on, of people knowing uh, what's happening here at Living Your Life with Leanne Lang. Thanks so much. Have a great day.
1: Have you ever thought...